keep it simple is what I think. I'm not talking about the people who want to sit on their ass and watch TV because those people, those people don't already, move. They're already in a metaverse. I think maybe our SD card's full. Is it still recording? Uh, I still have a picture, but I think it quit recording. That was 32 gig. I don't know if it was empty. You're fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Peace be with you. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. wow. We're at, we're at another fucking hour. So. Rest in peace. That's pretty good, dude. You got enough. Yeah, this is going to take me six months. To Welcome to the FTP Speed Shop Podcast, where we talk about what you talk about in the garage, because hey, we're in the garage. I'm your host, Mike Early, and today with me, I have Jason Lubkin of JRL Digital. It's weird when you don't call me Spike. I know. Sorry, Spike. <clears throat> well, uh, thanks for letting me be the guinea pig here, Mike, on your very first podcast. It's technically the second one, but I don't think the first one's usable. Or why not? Uh, audio issues. Oh, okay. Technical difficulties yeah. so there's there's going to be quite a few of these that are probably not up to par and won't ever make it on the internet hopefully this is one of them well i think what's funny is uh you see a lot of these podcasts now you see them progress it's like a tv show where like the haircuts and and fitness level of the actors are like they, they either start the episode like super fat and then you watch like by season six they're like cut and they just look great and they've figured out all the shit and hiccups and it's like are you saying that i'm gonna look great after like no what season? i'm saying is you've already got a pretty good setup here oh yeah check it out we got the far wide angle camera now thanks to uh yeah. spike for hooking us up with that <laughs> so you built this table yes the table is made out of two by fours ripped in half dude that's a lot of work <laughs> oh yeah it was what it kind was of, less than ideal what kind of stain did you go with here brown i don't remember <laughs> yeah, i think it was like a min wax product but i couldn't i couldn't tell you it's actually a water-based clear coat on top i went with the triple thick but i only had enough for one coat so i had to uh go get another water did you use a planer on the top i actually used a seven inch grinder with a <laughs> yeah yeah grit disc you don't believe me here i'll go get you this that's what i finished it with wow you're a true car guy and then i uh i uh sanded it down a little bit with the da and that was it well i think it's a very purpose-built table i think mm -hmm. it kind of looks like i like this this is great you've got what eight different plugs to mount a gopros in for five, your five so i figure five people could fit at this table even though i only have the options mm -hmm. of four microphones right now how many podcasts do you think are live right now in the U.S.? Like, there's, I, it's weird how in the last five years, it's like the thing to do. Everybody wants to do it. It's, Everybody wants it's a be podcast. A it's got to be a lot. Well, it's, I guess it's a cool thing to do. You don't, you get paid to sit on your ass and talk to your friends. I suppose. Once you get, once you get some sponsors. Yeah. And I don't know how to get sponsors, so I don't have any. Except for FTP <laughs> speedshop.com. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Go there and get you yourself. You have no issues with shameless plugs whatsoever. Go get yourself a uh, FTP Speed Shop koozie and enjoy a bush latte out of it. That's really good. I'm trying to figure out why Stephen Hawking is on today's uh, homepage of Google. Like You said it was because it was his birthday. No, I don't think it's his birthday, dude. No, wait, it is. January 8th. That's why. Duh. So it was his birthday. Man, that dude was crazy. Wait, was that the guy that was in the, the wheelchair? Yes. Like the robot guy? Yeah, and I think he made some predictions about the future Yeah. that are a little crazy but um so well, what, you, what have you been working on in the garage what do you got going on in your garage i haven't touched the impala since fall what is the impala is it a 95 well it's a 1963 <laughs> when people ask me the year i do tell them it's like a 93 yeah and that's wait did you have a 79 my very first car was a, a 1979 impala nice i specifically remember I remember like I was 15 and I'm like coming home from work I worked at Runza I was a drive through cashier and I'm coming home and my dad's like hey we uh we found you a car and I'm like okay he's like it's an Impala I'm like oh Impala sounds pretty good that's pretty good yeah. I think I think those are pretty good I'm like, all right, what year is it? He's like, it's a 79. An old lady owned it, and it's got 60,000 miles on it. I'm like, 79. I'm like, I don't know what those look like. That's be and cool. I get, it sounds old. It's got to be cool, right? Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I, I get home, and it's in the driveway, and it's that, like, baby blue... Like Looks just like a Caprice off. classic. Well, I was like, that's a fucking seventies cop car. I'm I I'm gonna be driving a cop car to school. And I was like, this is embarrassing. This is gonna suck. But I I mean, people actually love that car, dude. It was like when you <laughs> I I think they're kind of neat cars. <laughs> but again, my buddy had one. That was his first car. He had a oh, it was an eighty. 87 Caprice, mm -hmm. I think. So I think it's like the same body style, basically a little bit changed, but. Well, I mean, I can't remember what kind of wheels I put on it. You put wheels on it? Yeah. Like some freaking uh, wires? No, not, not wires. Something? They were like the, um, the aluminum mag wheels. Yeah. Uh, they were like American racing style mm -hmm. uh, aluminum mags, but. Um, it had a 305 in it and I used to, I used to think it was like, I wanted it to be fast, but yeah. it's like, I didn't know. I'm like, it's a V8. It's got a V8 in it. It's going to move. It's going to move. And yeah. everybody I tried to race just smoked me. And I'm like, this thing sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a way cooler first car than mine. Uh, my dad told me didn't you have a cavalier yeah 93 cavalier that's pretty bitching dude yeah he said uh we went to see my great grandma and my uh his cousin i guess it would have been was in the military her husband was in the military and they're going to germany so she had to get rid of her car and 
I was like 14, almost 15. And my dad's mm-hmm. like, I think it'll be a really good car. It's low miles, blah, blah, blah. You know, the don't same. you like how your, our dads just force our decision on us? And it's yeah. like, well, my dad told me that he would pay for half of any car that that was or, my deal too. So as long as I could come up with whatever amount of money, he would give me the other half to buy it. So I guess like, that's what you get for getting sweet. half of it subsidized by your father. Yeah. And I said, we walked outside and looked at it and go, God, no, 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 uh-uh, no, not, no. That is the worst looking car I've ever seen in my life. I had it in my head I was going to get a Chevelle or something like that. And I was like, not going to happen. He's like, well, let's go take it for a test drive. Drove it around. I said, nope, dad, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. And she wanted like 3,300 bucks for it or something like that. And uh, two weeks later, this red 93 Cavalier is in our driveway and my dad goes, oh yeah, by the way, you owe me $1,750. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> or whatever the hell it was. I don't remember what she wanted for it, but I think I had to pay somewhere around 1700 bucks for a car that I didn't even want, but it turned out to be a fun car. Reverse to firsts. Mm. Just some smoky ass oh, burnouts. It was, it was legit in that aspect. Well, the year 79 kept reoccurring in my life because... The, it was, you know, the first car was a 79 Impala. And then I think I was working at Ford at the time that I bought. You actually loaned me the money for the Malibu that Kevin sold me. It was a 79 Malibu. Yeah, we and were I, just talking about that the other day, me and Kevin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, like, how... Your experience level with cars and working on them, like, just, I, I don't know. It just, like, doubles in time. Like, I'm, when I was in high school, I'm like, I wanted my car to be loud. So, this is pretty dumb. <laughs> this is pretty dumb. So, I'm like, well, the easiest way to do that is to, like, cut the muffler off. So... What did your dad think about you cutting the muffler off? And- my dad would not let me do any any upgrades to that like not even valve covers like mm. he did not want me to touch you, it you and for good valve no dude that. i could not do a dress uh. kit nothing but it was for good reason because i shouldn't I, you know at that age he was still pissed my, about the the motorcycle in the house incident yes <laughs> <laughs> i think he just knew my attention span at that time i had a lot of unfinished projects we'll just say that yeah I'm I'm surprised you finished your current mile or uh, Impala. That's only because I had like Derek Turner and Zach and people pushing me through pushing it. Pushing you to do it. I think the other thing to building a car is tools, and like once you don't have the tool, you're like, I'm I'm not touching that. Yeah, it's really and, good to have friends that have tools. Like Derek, I've got his uh, uh, flaring tool right mm-hmm. there that I had to use for the fuel lines on the Prelude, and it's just like. I don't really want to go buy a $500 flaring tool and he Derek, has it and he loans it out to me. Derek's, I think, approach on tools is just buy it. He just he, has one of one or two of everything. Yeah, he told me, he goes, hey, I got this uh, uh, the quick push-on connection fuel line uh, tool. What the hell are those called? Push locks. Yeah. And he goes, I never used it. I bought it two years ago and it's just been sitting in my cupboard. He goes, if you want, you can use this. I was like, well, I don't have any push locks, so I don't have any use for it. But he just opened it up and he's like, well, this is how you'd use it if I was going to use it. He's never used it, but it looked expensive. He's he's let me borrow a lot of tools like that. 
Mm. And he's the friend in our group that has the largest collection of cars running and not running. Yeah, and his his wife is she might have a, a problem. You know, some people are addicted to heroin. Um, she's addicted to clapped out caddies. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna cut you when she hears this. Oh God. Oh, I mean, some of them they're not. You know, they're survivor cars to put it nicely. Well, I think it's it's smart because look how much a '40s Ford sells for mm-hmm. now, like when they're in their 60s and they have this collection i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a if it's a money thing to them i think it's just a saving i think Derek really likes getting them taking something that somebody gave up on and putting it back together and making it run again yeah enjoying it and he's gotten really good at cars that just haven't run in a long time he's like oh let me just file the points and i'll just create my own fuel source and uh we'll get her fired up bing bang boom well it's, it's done. everything with experience you know it's like having the tools well experience is a tool because now yeah. you know how to do it and you don't have to sit and think about it or try different things you just go hey let's go ahead and uh do this this way because i already know it's going to work back to 79 so it was a 79 malibu my first car was a 79 impala, impala and that didn't even come with a radio it did not even from the factory. It just had a blank spot, no radio. I drove around with a boombox in the back for music, dude. It was that's it was funny because that's cool. exactly what I do right now because all the speakers <laughs> in my truck are blowing. So if I want to listen to anything, I get my little JBL speaker. I think it's over there somewhere, and throw it on the dash mm-hmm. and rock out to it. Um, the '79 Malibu. I gave up on that within a year, and then. Uh, like you gave up, like as a sold it or? Yes, I sold it to Zach. You, oh, wait, the Malibu. The Malibu. Not the Impala. Remember the, the, Impala remember the shop we had for like? Yeah, no, you definitely sold the Malibu to Zach. Yeah. Because it was, I remember the day like it was yesterday. Oh, God. Oh, no. Are you going to talk about it? We're stripping it down. Here, let's, we're stripping it down with a disc like this. And uh, <laughs> we got the top half of the quarter all stripped down. And he gets down by the wheel arches and just dust goes everywhere. He hit the Bondo spot. And he's like, oh, this fucking car, this fucking thing's full of Bondo. This is a piece of shit. Fucking full of Bondo. Mm-hmm. And you lost it. So I'm not going to talk about where the shop was, but it was, it was the major moment in the, the major. Yes. <laughs> The major thing I remember from that was the landlord was like, all these cars over here, they're fair game. You can you can do whatever you want. You can have them. Get, you know. Yeah, I don't want them. If you want them, get them out of here. <laughs> so what was it after we found out that the quarter was loaded full of like an inch of inch thick yeah, worth of there, mud? Yeah, was, there was a dent in a big rust hole, I think. And Whatever. It it's, full of mud. It, it's, it's pretty common. Weren't you there and you're like, isn't that a 79 Malibu right there in the parking lot? It was my Sawzall. <laughs> it was my Sawzall. Yeah. I specifically remember you cut the quarter off. And like you could, they had a bunch of clothes in the trunk. You could, <laughs> all of their clothes were in the trunk and we're like, fuck, I don't, do you think the landlord was wrong about these cars? Like yeah, what? like why? There's like people's stuff in here still. What was it? A week later, there was like two patrol cars in the parking lot and... And, and and they're like, 
did you see anything going on over here? And we're like, oh, no. Oh, weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Uh, yeah, if you want to come in and look at my uh, buddy's Nova. My Dude, they were, interview us, they were interviewing us in the garage with the same car right behind us and we're like oh we're fucked dude you had the chunk of the quarter panel in the back seat i don't i don't remember exactly but that was a good that was a good time and then i sold it to zach and uh what did he 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 sold it to somebody else and for like twice what he bought Mm -hmm. from you for yeah see i've hooked zach up before that's true he should be more grateful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so after the 79 Malibu, then God, I don't, so Zach sold me a, I don't remember what year it was, but it was a, remember when everybody got super into mopeds? No, everybody got super into mopeds and Zach and Matt Moloch Mm -hmm. helped me build a Sears, um, Springer. I think it was a Springer too. Mm -hmm. With um, a Pook, I can't remember what size engine it was. 70cc kit. Yeah, 70cc kit Pook. Did it like a Transtar kit on it or something? Or no, K-Star. It was a K-Star kit, and we're just like Matt. Matt was like a mad scientist down in his basement, and he knew everything to do. And he's like, yeah, this will do like 45 miles per hour. And I specifically remember I would take that thing and like drive it like it was a motorcycle, but I would go down Highway 2. And I would just be pedaling at like 45 miles an hour next to cars on like <laughs> Highway 2. And I'd be like, sup? And like, it was the funnest thing ever. <clears throat> um, yeah, and you, then, were, you were kind of sketchy on those. You were like swerving all over the place. And I was like, that thing is not designed for that kind of, yeah, probably not. Kind of load. He's going to fold a rim or I've something. I've had pretty good luck with, with two wheels. I don't know. I haven't lost any limbs. But so this this is kind of... A starting off point the moped i had that for a couple of years and i was talking to zach because zach was getting into motorcycles mm-hmm. i had been following i don't know i i got into like cafes a lot just because i like the mm-hmm. history of i like the history of cafes and i know people a lot of the harley guys are like whatever dude gay like, <laughs> yeah what i mean they're just like it's not a harley yeah, take, no, take it home. It, well, but, it's, it's like the Ford guys and Chevy Motors or whatever. It's like if it's not Harley, it's not a motorcycle and you can fuck right off. Yeah. So anyway, so I researched these Yamaha. The XS650 was basically a super cheap bike to get into. And you could, there's huge aftermarket for them. So you could hardtail them. You could. You could do a bobber, you could do a cafe, just whatever you want. So I ended up selling the the Springer too for like, mopeds were like super hot at the time. They're still super expensive. Are they really? Yeah. I think I got like 550 bucks for that thing. I feel like that would be an eight or, eight or $900. I might've got more. I don't, I don't remember how much I got. I don't remember shit like that, but it was, it was enough. And Zach and I found this kid out in uh is it norfolk i i don't know i wasn't there bud what's what's clear up north uh norfolk right above like above columbus so the weird funny thing about 
the Yamaha was, so we find this kid selling it. He had a $1,200 price tag on it. We drive up there and he's like, oh yeah, let me go get it. He's, he's like trying to roll it out of his barn. He lived on a farm. He's trying to roll it out of his barn. The brake is seized. <laughs> you just said it was running and driving. That's what I said. And I'm like, well, dude, I can't, I can't test the transmission. I can't test the clutch. I can't do anything. I'm like, we just drove like almost four hours to, to pick this thing up. And I don't know what I'm getting. I'm like, I will offer you 400 bucks. So I lowballed him and he's like, I kind of felt bad because he was like a 17 year old kid. And he's like, let me go talk to my dad. <laughs> and he's like mad about it. And he goes inside, he comes back out and he's like, would you do 550? Like in my head, I'm like, damn, that is a good deal. I'm like, Zach, should I do this? He's like, dude, it's just a brake caliper. It's fine. It's going to be fine. And like, and dude, I'll, I'm like, dude, uh, get him with 475. No, I'm like, dude, all I have is hundreds. I can't give you 550. And Zach's like, wait, I think I have some cash. And he had $37 in his pocket. <laughs> I'm like, would you take 537? He's like, oh. let me go talk to my dad. Yeah, I'll take it. And so we picked it up. So my Yamaha was $537. And that then I just. A very random number, but now the story makes sense. Yeah. I always thought you were just making that up. Like, oh yeah, I paid $537 for it. Like, No, I and what's even more funnier is I basically more or less traded a moped for a, you know, a 650 nice, decent motorcycle. I mean, it needed work. They had the carbs all messed up. You still up have that and, bike? Yeah, I still have it. It's in Zach's garage. <laughs> was that a 79 also? That was also a 79. So we're up to one, two, three, four seventy nines. If I'm doing my math right, three. Impala Malibu. Oh, the moped wasn't Yammer Hammer. I don't know what year that was. It was probably like a. It was probably about a seventy nine, because all my pooks I think are like seventy seven, eighty something like that. Yeah, that gold one's an eighty, and I think my other one was a seventy seven. My Hobbit is a seventy eight. Man, times were so much cooler back then. That's what everybody says. Simple. Simple, simple times. Simple times. Instead of chasing <clears throat> chasing money and I think trying to get ahead. Everybody's always been chasing money. I think it was probably a little easier to get ahead back in the day. Doesn't it make you wonder if like I don't know, like Zach's probably doing it right. Live simple and easy and save your money and Keep it, keep it freaking simple, dude. Instead of trying to get a bigger house and more shit that you don't have time to get to. And yeah, if I would have done it all over again, I would have bought a two bedroom ranch, brick ranch or something for $75,000 back. In the you day. can't do that. You have three kids. Well, yeah, to start. <laughs> and then I would have been able to have a rental property out of it and could have, you know, slowly moved up the chain that way, especially for what they're getting for rent nowadays. Dude, isn't that nuts? <laughs> have you looked at have you looked at Nebraska's cost of living? No, I, I don't it's think it's be. like abnormally like our the amount we pay in healthcare is above the average and then Omaha is cheaper than Lincoln. It's cheaper to live in Omaha than it is in Lincoln. Property or, taxes? No, like like rent prices. Mm. If you look at rent prices. 
yeah, rent is they're they're building apartments like crazy around here, and rent is. I don't even know. Somebody said the cheapest. I think Aaron said the cheapest. I don't like, think you can two get... bedroom apartment was eight hundred and fifty bucks. That seems cheap. Yeah, right? that's the cheapest. Like that's probably in the ghetto. Yeah, I don't think you can get a studio anymore for under seven hundred dollars. A studio that means one room, kitchens in the room, you know, all yeah. that. Like you're talking six to seven hundred square feet, if you're lucky. Yeah, I don't know. It's it seems ridiculous with how how expensive everything's getting. Well, I I mean Lincoln's building in every direction possible, so that's. I don't know where all the jobs are in this town. I don't understand it. I. I don't know. There's a lot of money floating around in construction. I can tell you that right now. People are spending money like crazy. And it's probably just cheap money. People are, loans are at all time low. Everybody's got a bunch of equity in their houses now. Mm -hmm. So they go and pull a second mortgage out. And now I've got 50 grand to go put a deck on or, you know, do an addition or whatever. If you're single income, I don't know how you can afford like... I think I got lucky with my house with the timing. It was right when we went into lockdown in 20, 2020, it would have been. Yeah, that was fucked up situation because it... Yeah, it was. You got furloughed or whatever the day... The week The week I was before you were supposed to close. Yeah, and then after all of that, all the all the pricing, all the prices were going up. And it was like my house was listed for i think one a low 122 or 123 and there were still it was still a bidding war on which it. is insane because six years ago eight years ago that would have been maybe an eighty thousand dollar house and today like if you look at zillow it's valued between 150 and 170 yeah i know I'm like and it's like oh, i wouldn't pay that for it now <laughs> like what yeah you're lucky i paid 124 yeah I, I don't know. I don't. It's there's not a like, huge, there's a huge shorting or shortage of houses. There's not enough on the market. Uh, I haven't checked back in, but like two years ago, there were like, what were they saying? Like six or seven buyers per house every time one went up for sale. So there was yeah, there no was, questions. You were going to get into a bidding war. I forget. There I don't was, know what it's like now. I think it's slowed down a little bit, but it's still, it's still up there. I know there was only like, 300 houses on the market or something mm-hmm. at the height 360 or you know the, at the lowest point and when lincoln's growing you know how, i don't know what do we have 300 and some odd thousand people now probably well, more than that so i think if you look at the average sale of a home today the average cost of a home in lincoln nebraska is like 217 and it's like if you're single income, average income, I don't know how you could afford that payment. Unless you've got a big savings and you put a huge down payment on. Well, nobody does that anymore. I don't know how you can. <clears throat> it's like, like, think about it. Say you're coming out of an apartment and you're paying $1,200 a month for an apartment. How, yeah, it's how hard, do you to have... save, hard to save money for sure. I get that. But we also blow money like crazy. Well, I think there's this uh, mentality that we deserve to you know own all this stuff and we deserve to live like keeping up with the joneses yeah i think there's that mentality so you have to keep that in check but 
Um, how many people, how, what's the longest you've ever owned a car for? Mm. Like that you drove daily. People don't keep cars very long. They're, like three uh, years is like, I think the average for a car. I think the Lincoln LS is maybe the car I owned. You maybe, did have that for a long time. I had that for maybe four or five years. You had it longer than that, didn't you? I may have. I don't know. I moved to California with it. And I was out there for almost two years. And then I came back, had it for another couple of years. Yeah. I bet it was like six, seven years I had that thing. I don't know. I'm trying to That think. was a decent car. I like that car. I think I've had the white truck for seven years now, almost eight. Be- before the uh, Lincoln LS. You remember the LeBaron? Oh, God, I, I love the LeBaron. There's only one LeBaron Freddy. There's only one LeBaron Spike. <laughs> I remember uh, donuts. And by donuts, I mean you had a donut on the front wheel mm-hmm. and burnouts. 27th and O Street. 27th and O Street is exactly what I was thinking of. And behind Home Depot, the North Home Depot ripping e-brake slides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, that was a... That was, um, Good times. It's good times. Real good times. <laughs> um, yeah, the LeBaron was a graduation gift. My Like my mom had just got a new car and they're like... Can you explain to me uh, why you had to pump up the e-brake? Or was that just all bullshit? No, it was... I mean, <laughs> it seemed like... I mean, it was a cable-operated e-brake still. Yeah. But it seemed like it was fluid because... There was something like, have you ever looked at the mechanism for obviously like you a have ratcheting thing? Yes. Yeah. It's like a little ratcheting thing. And the tooth on the actual handle was so wore down that you would be lucky if it caught where it needed to catch. Why would that be wore down? <laughs> <laughs> it's an automatic. Nobody uses a damn e-brake in an automatic. I mean, tray sliding was big back then. That's true. Yeah. You you roll over a couple of trays and you know I've never YouTube tray sliding. That's I have never time. tray slid a car. Well, I feel like I, I didn't so much tray slide as it was like I loved winners and I would I would take corners and just leave the e brake on and like just drift mm-hmm. like for as long as I could. Yeah. And probably ended up in somebody's yard a couple times. Yeah, like several. It was <laughs> the truck. the The truck was worse. The truck scared the hell out of me. I that was the first time I've ever seen you scared. Actually, I was so scared. I thought we were gonna hit that pole, and then we came around the corner. I <laughs> like thought we were gonna face, slam into my neighbor's car. Your face. <laughs> I didn't know what was gonna happen either at that point, and I didn't expect to lose that much control. But we were going directly at a pole. Your like, face was oh, like nice. Spike. I have kids now. Like. Your your face was like, yeah, dude, you... I don't think I had kids yet. I think you did. I think I think at least Jackson was born. Uh, maybe. It might but have it, been. It was just like one of those random times where I was like, just, oh, I was driving by eat. and there's there's Mike. I'm like, Mike, hop in. I'm like, check this out. And it, I was in four-wheel drive. We went down to the gas station for something. Yeah, I, I would imagine it was beer. Yeah. And then we we're just like drifting around the neighborhood and then I lost control and the truck went completely sideways and it was like slow motion and it was it, it the always, other weird thing it's is always it was, slow motion. It was silent. There was no noise and it was just dead silent. And I'm looking over at you and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know. And you're just like, you're like, you, you froze. Yeah, I was like, I was locked up. I was like grabbing. But there was a car on this side of the street, car on that side of the street, and the truck just completely perpendicular slid right between them. And it was like. That was, that was when you almost hit the neighbor's car. Do you remember the pole down there? Coming out of the gas station, <laughs> he whipped it out of the gas station so hard it came back, snapped. We we're p- pointing back south again, and there's a pole that's this big around, <laughs> like one of the Highline poles, and just going straight at it. I'm like, oh, that was when I got first got scared. Yeah, ah, good times. Absolutely. I don't like, so I haven't stopped doing that in the winter. I still do that, and actually, I was over by Zach's house, and I was in the parking lot over there, and I and. <laughs> Within you whipping whipping shitters in the snow. If there's no people around, it's just like, oh, I still try to see how long I can hold it sideways. Yeah, that's that's just a a daily occurrence when there's snow and ice. I mean, why should you give that up? It's the only thing that makes me feel alive. (laughs) Snow drifting. Snow drifting. Yeah. I mean, I don't always drink a beverage (laughs) out of an aluminum can. But when I do, um, how'd that video work out for you? Which one? I don't know. The one we did. Uh, I didn't really figure out how I could gain anything from it. Um, everybody said it was fucking awesome. That's like, good. I've had literally like Travis said, do that. Travis video. nail. Travis Edwards. Oh, the guy that gave you a negative. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, Travis. <laughs> By the way. Thank you. I don't know why that happened. He wants to be on the podcast too. Oh, good. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he was like, dude, that video that you and Spike put out was, that was fucking awesome. That was Mm. sweet. Well, I think, uh, if anything, it's a much different perspective than your YouTube videos are like, you're not going to sit down and be, and give that sort of background. No, but it was actually working with you. That's kind of like the first time I've ever done any videography. Was it really actual, like. Besides the stuff we did back in the day when we'd run around town and record stuff. Um, yeah. But just setting up frames and setting up shots and then doing multiple camera angles on everything for that Anices video, which I need to, <laughs> I need to redo uh, the thumbnail and the title for that because it's not catching traction because people literally think it's about Anices. Well, when I watched it, I was like, okay, he's going to do something funny here because... I'm like, he never shoots his videos this f- formal. It was very, yeah. It, it was... You were on a tripod for every shot. Mm-hmm. You had, you were cutting from like mediums to to close-ups. And, and I want, like, I don't think it does it justice to watch it on a phone because on my phone, I couldn't tell like with each shot, oh, your you really hands were progressively getting worse with anices. It and was, it's funny because Anices, the funny thing is, like, Anices is the devil. Like, it's just, yeah, it Zach gets goes, everywhere. Zach goes, why are you getting Anices all over my wrench? As he called me when he <laughs> watched the video. Me? And I was like, I think, dude, it's it's face paint. It's not Anices. He's like, bullshit, that's Anices. I said, it's not Anices. You think I would rub that shit all over my body? No. <laughs> that stuff sticks with you for a while. No way. No way in hell would I do that. Yeah. But uh, uh, so what I you're ended saying? Up recolor grading every single frame in that to yucky, make the yucky dude. Uh, it's super easy with DaVinci. I think there was only like 18 different shots to just recolor grade. So I could I don't know what I turned up or down, but I made it so the silver popped more basically. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. it the first time we watched it, rendered it the first time or whatever, it I knew it was there, but you couldn't really see it as good as I wanted it to because I think everything, the color with the lights, it was so overexposed almost that it all, it didn't stand out. So Well, when I watched it back, like on my, actually, I think I watched it on the TV. I could see it way better on the TV. Yeah. I, uh, but by the end, I got what you were doing, and I was like... It's, it's, I can't believe Brandy let you do that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I liked Eric's hashtag. He said, make Brandy's butt go viral. Oh, yeah. I was there like, oh, that's pretty good. She was like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I couldn't tell you guys were forced acting at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was also funny to me. Turns out I'm not the well, best. Did she walk words. in like that? Was she like, what do I do with my fucking hands? Like, uh, that was the best take out of like 7D5. Was she pissed at you by the end? Like, was she? No, like... I think I think it. Would, I don't know if she enjoyed it or not, but I think she. I don't know what she thought. You know, to be Andy, with Andy Warhol said everybody gets fifteen minutes of fame. Everybody. 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 Everybody in some form they get fifteen minutes. Maybe that was hers. Hey. <laughs> I hope not. Make her butt go viral. Um. Yeah, I need to do some clickbait with like a handprint on her ass and then everybody will click on it uh-huh. and then I'll watch it. You could actually auction those pants off now. Oh. Have you thought of that? Yeah. What is that, an NFT or whatever? You could like make a digital oh, yeah. thing of it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Are but, we going to get into that? Are we going to talk about... Cryptocurrencies? I don't care. I need to get another beer if we're going to do that. I don't think it's necessarily cryptocurrency. I think... What is NFTs? Uh, NFT is non-fungible token. Well, let's get into, uh, let's just get into. Was it the, the angry cat cat or something? They made the original file. They made that an NFT, but there's a billion pictures of that online. So what, what's the point of buying a certified version? I think the, the certified version number one assigns the copyright holder and two it assigns one owner there's only one it can't like so, so does like, that person now instantly get um copyright laws like oh you it's i it, think i see you using my i, th- I think it's cat, i think it's shared i think the copyright is shared like the person who created it is the copyright holder and they're granting rights to the purchaser but what i find to be insane and everyone's talking about nfts right now if you look into the actual dollar value uh, like what okay what are they worth well all of these artists from what i understand there's all of these artists digital creators 3d visual artists Mm -hmm. all this stuff and it can be anything it can be an image too it can be a 2d image um they're auctioning these nfts off on different sites and the highest amount i've seen sell for is like 69 million dollars so that's 69 i don't know if that starts as cyber currency i don't know if it started a, i don't know if it was purchased with cyber currency and then and then i believe it has some sort of a contractual um built into the blockchain that it's on okay so here's the whole entire other world that's starting to be built and this is 
what's weird is it's in its infancy is the metaverse and everyone's talking about the metaverse. What is the metaverse for sure? Because I kind of have started seeing a little bit, some pieces of it. It's like you go to the grocery store and you just have like your VR goggles on and you just like walk in there and pick out what you want and it shows up at your door. Yeah, so I think maybe a lot of people think the metaverse is yet to be created, but it already exists. And there's it, there's already, um, it's more or less a alternate reality where you you create an avatar. Um, so I can have a six pack abs. You can do whatever you want, and I could be like just trick babes. Yes. Nice. Yes, you could be that dude, that greasy weird. Do you think that those people aren't fucking doing that? Oh, absolutely. That's they all are. they're doing it for. Their Ab- life sucks. So and just imagine in a virtual. Imagine reality. what's gonna happen. Okay, let me get through what Sorry. I understand the metaverse as. I keep cutting you off. But. Um, so the metaverse, there's already worlds created on the metaverse that you can either enter on your desktop gaming system or you can get like the Oculus VR goggles and you can do the the VR world thing. So you're actually like, you've got hand things and you're moving your arms and all this stuff. But um, there's like five or six games right now that are popular and there's... A couple of them where you can actually play for um, you can play to earn so you can actually earn real cyber currency in these games like some of them so like an, a cryptocurrency or a, yes a, like a, ethereum oh you can oh ether you, I might you can have to get in on that you can so here's the weird thing here's where nfts come in okay there's a game called um, I can't think of the name it's like it was one of the first uh, metaverses created, and it's similar to like. Uh, I think it's kind of similar to like Minecraft, but a little more. There's more graphics to it, but anyway, NFTs oh, come nice. into play because, so like, a, you're in this world, and say you want to play a poker game, like, it's just like a virtual world. You can walk around in the streets, blah blah blah. But do you physically walk around your apartment? No, like, I mean, you can use your thumb toggle thing to move your whatever. That's or if you're, like, because some people are on their desktop playing. Um, but... But, so, they're not really fully immersed in it because they don't have the VR goggles on. They're just staring at a screen. Some of them, yes. But why Zuckerberg's going to change things is basically he's subsidizing the cost of these goggles right now and he he wants everyone to get them but he's going to start incorporating like social media apps in his world yeah because they just changed their name to meta didn't they yeah so in like a year maybe sooner than that two years you're gonna start being you're gonna scroll through Facebook or Instagram and you're gonna be like, look what so and so did in the metaverse. Like, did you know that Justin Bieber had a live live concert in the metaverse that was only in the metaverse? That's weird. I think I would have got so like, some oh, did you get t- on that on Did you get tickets weekly? to ZZ Top and like at in the metaverse, like in the you know, pterodactyl world? Like I don't know. It's fucking bullshit. So anyway, the NFTs... How come Biebs Weekly didn't let me know that he was doing that? I know, I'm pissed about it. <laughs> so um, where NFTs come into play is 
back to this poker game. So there's this world in the metaverse that say you want to play a game of poker to even get in to play on a table, you have to have a jacket. You have to have an NFT jacket to play at that poker table. What people are doing is they are renting, like there was only like say 50 of these jackets created. They're NFTs. They're Mm -hmm. digital basically tokens. They only exist in the metaverse. What people are doing, and these poker games, you can win Ethereum or whatever real money. You can win like ice, they call it, and then it's transferred to Ethereum. Meth? Not meth. It's it's not meth. Not meth. Okay. Okay, so um, what people are doing with these jackets are renting them out now, like because there's only so many, so they're renting them out to other players, collecting a commission off their winnings because they're wearing the oh, NFT jacket. They get a percentage of it. Right. So it's creating it's creating this whole economy of its own. And I read I think I read a recent Forbes article that that said in the next couple of years the entire workforce is going to change because like what Facebook is going to try to do is like everybody's already on Zoom and stuff. There's a lot of people in America working yeah. There's a lot of people in America working from home. They're doing a Zoom, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, the stepping stones are there. The cr- the breadcrumbs are there. You're already doing this stuff yeah, on COVID, Zoom. Yeah, COVID kind of They're forced gonna, everything that way. Maybe it was by design. I don't know. I'll never know. Well, maybe not in our lifetime. Maybe Jesus. Maybe when we meet Jesus, he'll let us know. Maybe, maybe omnipotent Jesus knows. Um, so everybody's kind of they've been warmed up to this digital you know workplace they're going to create these workplace environments in vr so they're only going to get better for sure oh yeah 100 percent. but i mean you you're going to be able to shop you're going to be able to yeah i seen i seen a video of one from walmart walmart made a so a metaverse so here's just, it's a it's a cart and you got hands on the cart and mm-hmm. there's a lady right there and she'll grab and set it in your cart, and then the aisle disappears, and then it pops up with the new one. You pop yeah, and then Amazon produce. shits it on your porch, and it's there. Yeah. Uh, shits it? Yeah. It just That's usually what they do, isn't it? comes right out of They're Amazon. They're like, fucking your package. <laughs> I don't know. Our guy seems pretty good. Oh, that's good. Uh, speaking of Amazon, this is completely off topic, but Kevin and Tony bought one of those uh, pallets, those Amazon pallets. Oh, what's that, what's that about? I don't know. We're supposed to go out there tonight and check it out. What? You can buy an Amazon pallet? Yeah, it's just all the return stuff or open boxes. Oh my god. But you don't know what's on it? You don't know what's on it. What if it's just like a bunch of like bouncy balls or something? Like what are you gonna do with that? Resell it? (laughs) I don't think it's just like here's a pallet full of bouncy balls. (laughs) That it could be. Like it's it's super random stuff. I think there's like fender like giant fender toe mirrors and like a a dog walker like leash harness thing or something. It's just randomness. It's kind of like probably storage wars, but for Amazon pur- purchases. So, you know, you might find some good stuff in there. Hmm. Um, well, Gary Vanderchuk, you ever, you watch any yeah, of his stuff? He's, yeah. he's really big on the NFTs right now. Yeah, I think he has been. And I, I did watch his Zuckerberg interview and that's a good one to listen to because it kind of, he's been working on this VR stuff for like the last seven years. So it's nothing. He's just now releasing it to the public. Facebook, Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg, yeah. yeah. But it's insane what he's going to do. I mean, 
I mean, the way he's presenting it is like the internet is going to, it's going to blow up, dude. It's going to rebirth how people interact online. Like, and if you think about it, if who's, who's making stuff though, like, what do you mean? Who's making all the stuff? If everybody is just sitting in their house working in a virtual world, that's what I'm saying. Like who's dude. making things? You're talking about like who's going to build a wooden table? Who's going to build a table? Who's, who's going to build, build houses? Who's going to build the products that get shipped I, from Amazon? Here's, who's who? Here's what I think. I think it's maybe going to be a good thing because okay, let's say there's people out on YouTube claiming that they're making an income off of the metaverse they're making like a marginal like 1200 bucks a month you could maybe i would enjoy that if you had maybe another income source like you could survive off that so let's say you get this new generation of people who are making a living with goggles on their head but and not everybody's gonna be able to do that who's Who's killing the cows that we're eating, or who's growing the? Plant, I know not everybody's or, not. Or who's? It's, like, that's why. That's is why it I'm saying literally like a section of society is completely yeah. locked off in their house, just living. They life already are, in a dude. Look, look at. And then they already are. The other half are just like the slaves that make everything work. Well, that's actually good. I would rather like be you. building stuff. Yeah, that's I good for you. Could not sit in my house for longer than a day. I know, but don't you think that that's good? for you that's gonna no shit. it's fucking terrible there's not enough people good people to work people there's are gonna be like jobs. i need a vr room built yeah well i'm sorry i don't i can't hire anybody and i'm just one person so Dude, it's an 18 year wait list okay but think about it no there needs to be some people out there contributing to society they can't all just be beaten off in fucking virtual world <laughs> dude i don't there's no way that that I, I don't know i think it's retarded i think there i mean look at how many people are on facebook right now Yes. Yeah, I think it's the biggest. Is it the biggest social media? That's why platform? the Matrix, not any, the very first Matrix was such an impactful movie because, like, literally, those, these goggles, you could be seen as that little, like, shell that, like, mm -hmm. that you're born yeah, in. Because weren't they all just living in pods and they're yeah, using and energy? They or just something? had something connected to their brain where the Matrix is. Well, Elon Musk has that Neuralink. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw that. So they're already I think they already put it in chimpanzees and they're talking about next year or this year, I guess. Testing now. it on humans. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to make it so you can basically your brain can. Elon Musk is, is interesting Google because and uh, the Internet. Elon Musk is interesting because he he actually, you know, in the I like sense, listening to the way he talks and the things he talks. Yeah, about. he's from South Africa, isn't he? That's where he's born, I think. He doesn't. He doesn't look a day past. I think he went from South Africa, and then he avoided like a draft or something. Went to Canada, and then ended up coming to school in America. And like he built everything from the ground up, which is mm -hmm. impressive. And he started PayPal, if I remember right. Yeah, I think he sold. He sold, or it was part of it. So anyway, um, what I find interesting is he's cautioning people of with AI and all this, this other technology, but he's dumping a bunch of his own research into it. I think he's trying to do things the right way, but will you ever know? I don't know. Um, the problem is once machine learning becomes as fast and, um, powerful as, as it's already starting to become, 
that you can't shut it off, I don't think. Well, back to the um, the metaverse and its own economy thing and what it's going to do to the job force and all of that. Uh, my brain just says anyone with the mentality that wants, like... Get in on the ground floor. Anybody with that mentality, do you want them working for you anyway? Are they, would they even be able to handle it? No. So go to the metaverse and make a living in there. I don't know. Like, don't need them. And then what's that going to do to pricing? What's that going to do to labor rates? Like, we've been saying it for years, the the flip-flop of pay grades for, like, doctors, hands-on. Versus, hey, like, hey. plumbers is going to be... Your well, I mean, there are... going to be worth how, twice as much as a doctor in the future. I don't know. I don't know what the actual stats on this are but i'm pretty sure they're doing some surgeries with robotics are are they not i've seen some of that yeah absolutely i think they, they they'll send little drones down cell sized drones down. how many times have you checked out at the grocery store with one of those those self-checkout things mm, i try not to because they never seem to work yeah they just put your package on the blah 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 in the bag well, they're, like, they're already... trying to make sure you're not stealing shit yeah i know but i've heard of most like people steal a lot from those things yeah they everything has a weight and if you don't put it on the scale they're like well where is it then Mm -hmm. but i don't know um but that's not the metaverse that's just automating because uh employees got too yeah but it's the machine versus man thing it's the it's the cars cars are yeah i know everything's going that way but it's it's just you can see it you can see it coming you can see humans it's definitely getting it's getting more intertwined with the internet as the internet gets better and faster and more um realistic i guess maybe i don't know well i think the the really weird like philosophical this is weird or whatever but the philosophical thing is what is reality then if you can make a living in the metaverse is like there's people so fascinated with gaming digital worlds all this like you could never take it away from them and they would probably make an argument that that well, is rea- more reality than their average, what is reality if you can average life if you can see and feel like if you can see and feel and make a living and and like it's weird to think about, but can you procreate in the metaverse? Can you smell? No, you can't. I bet you I, can. I'm movie, sure they, they'll get movie sm- theaters pump smells in. I think smell vision. They used to. I think there was a time. Yeah, and when they, they like did that. they turn the AC down if it's like a cold scene or something, and they they fuck with your. I think sensories. there was a time where they did that. Smell vision. There was like a decade they tried that or something. Yeah. But I um, that's what's really interesting about our generation and the other thing that's interesting and i'm thankful for it is that we grew up in the 90s and we have a bipolar relationship with technology where we can be like i'm putting the phone away i'm like i can't do this like we're at least we have half of our life or a third of our life without technology and we can handle being without it yeah like the most high-tech thing we had was a remote control car with a wire 
to connect yeah, into the yeah. controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that always cuts out and sucks, and the batteries die every two seconds. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I don't know. I always, I've, I've always loved building stuff by hand or with my hands and yeah. trying to take things apart and figure out how they work. So, to me, I don't know. I like all the free software. I like the fact that I'm, you know, editing all of my videos with DaVinci Resolve, and it's an amazing software. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, and if I want to buy the paid version, it's only like three hundred bucks. So it compared to Adobe, how much is Adobe? What do you pay for your Adobe? Um, mm, Adobe Suite, like if you want the full Creative Cloud and you don't have any sort of business discount, if you're an individual, I think I pay. It's like six hundred bucks a year. I think somewhere around there. It's in between five and six hundred a year. That's for everything. That's Premiere, InDesign. How much? Like six hundred a month, or I'm sorry, it's six hundred a year. Yeah, well, Resolve is free, and it seems to work pretty good. <laughs> well, that's fine, but I mean, you, I, I still use Photoshop. I still use yeah, no After Effects. Yeah, and Lightroom is the big one for photography, especially if you're doing bulk editing or batch editing. Like, sorry, I got slightly distracted because your camera is doing weird stuff right now. Is it so, recording that way? I don't know if it's getting hot. There's a picture in picture that keeps popping up. So mm. I don't know if it's, we'll just go to the wide angle and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, working out some loopholes here, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I like the fact that technology is getting as good as it is and it's becoming affordable. You know, my dad just got a 3d printer and I'm downloading free software yeah. and figuring out how to use it to make things and try to make parts or whatever out of stuff. So, you know, what's funny about like social media is when is the last time you like heard a story like a heartfelt story about social media like you see little video clips every once in a while about like this heartfelt thing like oh they dropped off a car to you know this charity and this charity was super excited but how often do you hear about the positive benefits of social media as opposed to like everybody's negativity either on it or surrounding it like to me what i find i find the general kind of undertone to social media this being talking shit it's or negative like bitching dude. about like this motherfucker cut me off in traffic i spilt my coffee or um you know oh yeah like baby daddies or like it gives this dumb motherfucker yeah. and it's all it's almost all negative or yeah you don't whatever you don't hear a lot of positive positivity you don't our society is built on negativity well at least on social media it's like a bathroom wall and it brings out the worst in everybody like maybe not for everybody but it seems like there's a big majority of negativity on social media which sucks and do you think the metaverse is going to be any different like it's eventually... uh, actually, I heard that there was a, because the metaverse is in beta, and I don't remember if it's No, there's, there's a game called, you're mixing it up. The metaverse is not Facebook. The metaverse is the, the, the world, okay, well, the alternate any... reality, and there's a bunch of different worlds inside. inside. It. It's like going to Facebook, a different town. Facebook is in beta mode with Horizons. It's a game called Horizons. That's their beta version. Well, whatever. I don't know if it was Facebook's or whatever, but somebody's 
and the first sexual harassment allegation or allegation has happened. A girl physically got groped, which I'm not sure how that happens, but she got groped in in the metaverse, and uh, she was suing, and it was so in some beta test. Like, so do hands physically come and grab your breasts when you're in the metaverse? No. So your avatar got sexually harassed. Like I think, and that hurts your like. The Facebook it, Horizons, you don't even have legs. Like, they can't... You, they don't even have legs programmed. Oh, so we're amputees it. now? You're amputees. You just float around like a legless... Oh, it's like the... Uh, fucking ghost. Oh, what the hell was it? The Wii. The, when you had yes, the Wii and you made your like me. You yep. made your me on the Wii. Yep. That's what it's like right now. But... Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't... It's, it's not reality. If you're getting groped, like... And that hurts your... Like... I guess people say stuff, so you hear what they say. You don't physically that's feel the... That's, that's almost as bad as, like, that kid trying to sue Nirvana for Oh, yeah, sexual... the naked baby. Yeah. yeah. He's made so much money on that. How many no, chicks... No, they dismissed the case, I think. Yeah, how he's made... He's He goes... Oh, you mean from... From, from that past yeah. till now. Yeah, he's... Oh, I'm sure, but he's... He, he goes for, like, the, the 10, 15-year whatever and shows up to the... the party for the 15 year anniversary or you know whatever it was he's got a nirvana tattoo on his ass or something that guy's so yeah. full of shit he's like here's a cash cow me they me too'd me they were supposed to blur my little pickle out ah screw off dude like, yeah his cool. dad his dad is the one who made that decision like how are you going to yeah hate your dad don't hate kurt cobain yeah no shit and so what i think naturally will come from that is he's just he's gonna have a sucky life dude you don't fucking shit on nirvana what is he? he's like 30 some years old now yeah he's definitely sowed his past, like future like he's yeah yeah but does anybody really know who he is like if i they do now i don't know what he looks like i said like. if i gets saw there 15 minutes if i saw him in the well that's true i guess maybe See that I mean? was his maybe that was his time to shine and that he, was it he really shit the bed on that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was famous for my penis and then suing Nirvana. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is kind of weird to have a baby dick on her album cover, but it was like it's very like you don't forget that image though. Like Yeah, no, I actually if you look right there, do you the, have it? the cover is yeah, it's it's hanging up right. That was the first CD I ever bought. That was the first CD you ever bought? Yeah, first CD. The first CD I ever bought was. Um, there you go. It's a little dusty. Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. You mean Rage on the behalf of the machine? Yes. Those guys are fucking. <laughs> I enjoyed them when I was. Teenager. I did too. I enjoyed Rage Against the Machine. It was Evil Empire. It was. It oh, was let me see. Yeah, there can, it is. Is it? Can you get it? Yeah. Are you gonna get sued for this? Probably. Yeah, Kurt Cobain was a, he was an artist. He was a tortured soul, but that tends to be the people that are the best at their trade. Yeah, I think they say uh, there's a lot of art that comes from torture. Yeah, I think it all does because it kind of, I don't know, you're, you get kind of a warped perspective, perspective on yeah. life. <laughs> and it's, so it kind of is able to see things from a different angle yeah bourdain was another another one that you're like damn dude th this guy 
That was a traveling food guy. Yeah, but he was um, probably the coolest version of, like, sure, it was about food and stuff, but more or less he was kind of like a philosopher poet. Food is used... something that everybody needs. I mean, I, I like to eat. Yeah, you got to eat. Yeah, so... <laughs> But he Some like could say that's the most important. He was into the good stuff, dude. Like he was into like the right music and he was into the like right uh book scene and and like he was just in like Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He was into like the taboo kinda off the beaten path stuff and he used food as his vehicle to Travel, travel the world, the world and, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the that's the goal right there is to find something you love and then figure out how to make a really good living at it. Well, that's the weird thing. Like even for me, I'm so just everything is automotive industry for me. Like I go to work surrounded by the. I, I mean, it's everything. It's my side work is all of it and usually i don't get tired of it but it's weird that it's a my, it's a burnout you can get burned out i i do get burned out and yeah i get burned out a and lot. it's it's mostly because my social life has also become my work life i've been thinking about that like yeah a, yeah a lot especially of, for you for like the car shows and the stuff car like that late, everybody's yeah, like, like hey are you recording this like dude are my pictures done the ones yeah. you took in my car at the birthday cruise yeah no, it's uh you don't get an off switch sometimes and that's that's when you that's when you reach burnout. It would be like it would be like if you, you know, were doing drywall all day and then you got to get home Fuck and you're that. like and you're like, "Hey, um Brandy's like, "So, are you going to fucking finish the wall here at home?" "Hey babe, it's time for you to finish the drywall, okay?" <laughs> and then you get another 5 hours of it at home. And then you get to go to bed and do it all over again. But I don't know. I think... Uh, That's how, how the basement was, doing the basement. But once I start a project, I'm usually fairly focused. I'll, I'll yeah. get burned out after a certain amount of time. But I kind of... It, it takes over my everything about me. And it's like, okay, this is it. It's got to get yeah. done. Yeah. You're a typical car guy. Every car guy is just manic about projects. Like... I'm a little bipolar and schizo and just all over the place. Cause like, I think I am too. Where like, you're like, Oh yeah. I'm Ooh, shiny syndrome. Like, or like shiny, I need shiny a posi. And then yeah. you drag all the shit home for that. And then you're like, well, I still got to build a motor for the Chevelle. Uh, I got a prelude to, to, to build. And there's a 12 bolt right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it sits in the corner until you're ready for it. Yeah. There's a six liter for the Chevelle too over there. I will say, I will say that I'm surprised that I don't get burnt out of it all the time. I think I think the thing that keeps you motivated or the thing that keeps me motivated is guys like Ben where he's just busts his ass. Guys like you, Ben, um, I recently just started shooting stuff with uh, Exotic Customs. Those dudes, like their drive will push me because it's like... These dudes are fucking like multiple days a week. They're up till four in the morning, 
just trying to make it. They're just trying to figure out the next thing and get that thing done. They're making deadlines. They're trying to meet deadlines, but they're so driven that it's like they, they want to make the next step. And that old, that old adage or saying or whatever it's, you know, uh, show me your friends. I can show your future. Yeah. Or, you know, they say that people you hang out with surround, if you're, if you're not going anywhere in life, surround yourself with new friends or better friends yeah they say the um the closest five people around you are going to reflect your life like the closest like so if you you better not be hanging around fucking burnouts (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no i i've only met uh, two or three highly functional potheads that were motivated, maybe five. Like I feel like Joe Rogan's one of them. I, I yeah, know you haven't met. I've him, never met him. But I don't think he's out like, there. But I th- I'd say majority of potheads are very alcohol. Uh, alcohol the same way too. I guess anybody that su- you know uses a substance, it's hard to find people that can use think, a substance and still create. I think and subs- not get distracted. I think substance is just a, a way to. Uh, it's numb, numb the the day. Well, I mean, some people take stress medication, and some people use alcohol or drugs to deal with their stress. So it's either like see a doctor for it or go to the gas station. I don't fucking know. It's uh, I don't think everyone's gonna have the, the the ambition to sit down at a computer and it's like writing, dude. No, don't I mean, you feel don't you feel like when you're sitting down to edit a video, it feels like you're trying to write like a story it's really what it is because that's what you're doing it was it was almost easier to edit that anti-seize um well because you you were shooting to edit you weren't just willy-nilly shooting and then had to like puzzle it put it all together yeah because that's normally what i do it's like okay i kind of have a start do a bunch of shit in the middle and then i have an end and then i got to kind of sequence all the stuff in the middle to make it work what they teach you with any videography school that like or the the school of thought is 90% of the production is pre-production which means you need to sit down map it out that's why like most major hollywood films have already been storyboarded out where every scene is drawn out they know camera perspective they know if it's a close up if I, it's a wide shot if I it's I literally wrote a script for the Anisees one that had all of the like camera, an AV script, like it, like it was like camera sitting by fridge facing <laughs> north. That's pretty good. Uh, Brandy walks into garage, says, and that what probably the took more time than it did to shoot it, didn't it? Or close uh, to no, the same? it took a lot. Of, we, I, what did I say? How many gig? I mean, we, I took you told like, me it was like 20 gig, yeah, like That's 20 lot, gig dude. of clips for a three minute video. <laughs> it took a lot of clips. But, uh, yeah, no, I, once you, I guess when I start writing, like my creative juices get flowing a little bit more. Yeah. And so it's a little easier to, to kind of come up with those like harebrained ideas or like, I just started writing. I didn't even think I was going to have Brandy in it at all. The anesthesia is one I was just going to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I actually wrote the end of the skit almost first because I started writing the intro to it and then I popped into my head oh 
I could slap Brandy in the ass and put fucking anarchies all over her ass, and that would be hilarious and funny. What was her reaction when you're like, well, here's here's what's going to happen? I said, will you read this? <laughs> and then I went back to work, and she read it. And she goes, it's pretty funny, but I don't know about it. And uh, <laughs> she and, and she goes, there's some grammar, grammar, grammatical errors. Is that the word? It's not going to translate, Brandy. Yeah. It's not going to translate to video, Brandy. We did do a little bit of improv stuff, like you know at extra scenes in there to try to tie stuff together I, while we were editing it but. i will say the only time i've ever had to actually script out any any like shoot or whatever. script or yeah. av script was in college it's the only time i ever had time to do that every client is like here's what we want here's the deadline good luck <laughs> and it's like yeah oh, but you do okay. it enough it's it's like a tool now you have a tool and well you kind you, of you can kind of just you know what you have to do so you can just go with it like, i think you know what works right you need this angle you need this perspective you well, have to have a storyboard in your head right when they sometimes say, this is, this sometimes it idea. develops it develops as you go or you just shoot like you just have to cover your ass you shoot enough to know, like, all right, if I need... If this clip's not going to cut it, I've if got I need, these three other clips I can yeah. use. If I need details, here's... Yeah, you have a folder of details. If I need establishing shots, here's here's a folder of establishing shots. If I need close-ups or, you know, whatever transition moments or, like, you just shoot those. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the moment, that's what's fun about it, I think, is... That's the creative part of all of it is when you're in the moment and you see something, you're like, whoa, do that again. We need to do that again. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, when we were shooting your video, um, the coffee cup thing, I don't, I didn't even have an idea for it, but I, I just like the idea of like every, everybody knows coffee like everybody can relate to drinking a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. And it like everybody's made a cup of coffee. It makes before. you it makes you relatable in a way. And the other thing is like you turn something small into I don't know. It's, it's weird. a detail. It's like it's painting the picture. It's, like if you just walked out in the garage, you wouldn't it's backstory, it's detail, it's it's but, adding to the the depth of the the video. It does. I think um, I think you need things like that, though. You need things to remind people that you are relatable. And I think like, some of the best YouTube channels do stuff like that that are like relatable, or they show their mess ups. And for the longest time, I never wanted to show any yeah. mess ups. Like I wanted to make it look like I knew how to do everything. Well, and then you just realize that. I'm an idiot just like everybody else that's working on cars and I make mistakes and it takes me 48 attempts to paint a door. I think there's only one principle that I like about doing those videos is that there's no pressure. They're all unscripted and it's like this. It's sitting down and just having a conversation and you're like, well, I don't know where it's going to go, but we're just going to make something. And the there's like fundamental like techniques in there that you wouldn't even think about because it just it just feels so natural like you walking up to the door opening it it's normal it's every day well no what i'm saying is technically like it's called a cutting on action shot like 
you open the door and then all of a sudden perspective shifts to the garage and you don't even think about it because it happened as you were opening the door but automatically it puts you right in the garage you change scenes and it doesn't feel like a big like jump yeah you have to you have to it's really hard to try to and i've since we did that video i've been trying to kind of like mimic not mimic or like just take some of the stuff that i've learned throughout um you know with doing that yeah and incorporate into my basic videos and uh what's up can you do another thing we can talk about it later all right but would you like to introduce yourself Brielle? yeah who is this hi i'm brielle you have to look into the camera brielle <laughs> so the camera's, the camera's looking at you whether you want to look at it or not um but you know just well and that's why i like working with ben or going to ben shop or you know even working at derrick's is you learn things that you didn't know and then now you can try to incorporate those into mm -hmm. into what you're doing i remember um so the impala was a it was originally a four-speed, which means it has a specific cutout in the floor for that shifter or whatever. Yeah. But I put a low-car, um, I put a low-car, you know, whatever their general floor mount shifter is. Looks like a four-speed kind of. You can it's... put the, yeah, the four-speed attachment, like the T-handle four-speed mm -hmm. looking thing. But anyway, it was never meant to have a low-car style floor mount shifter in it. And so you got to figure out the linkage to the transmission. And I was like, dude, I can figure this out. And so they give you uh, an assortment of brackets and whatever to install the thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was kind of like starting to give up because I like, I'm like, I don't, how the, f like you got to come off the shifter, loop around 180, come over to the shift paw and figure out where to mount your bracket that holds your, it was a cable operated shifter. So then mm -hmm. you have to figure out where you're going to mount that bracket and the bracket they give you. I'm like, there's no way that I can use this bracket anywhere underneath mount it and get that cable to, to actuate the shift linkage. And I'm like, well, I don't fucking know what to do. And luckily Derek called me. He's like, what are you doing, bud? I'm like trying to fucking figure out this shifter. You and he's like, I'll come over to the rescue. He comes over and, he crawls under the car, looks at it, and he never tells you what he's going to do. He just does it. And he, I, he's I'm, got, and they say like a photographic brain's not real or whatever, but like I think it is. I think you can picture stuff in your head. Some people can't picture anything. And... Well, yeah, some people are not going to, they're not going to explain it to you as, as good as they just show you. And Derek's like that. And, so he comes over, he looks at this little, it's like a 90 degree bracket mm -hmm. and there's no place you can mount it. He's like, well, bud, you just got to do this. And he's like, bing, bang, boom. And he like bends it up and gets it, gets it right. And he's like, all right, go screw that under there. And it just like, I'm going to have a beer while you, while you bolt like, it all together. I fumble with something for a few hours. He comes over in five minutes. He's like, there you go. You have a shifter now. I think a lot of people are afraid to, um, modify Bend aftermarket stuff. yeah like they're like well yeah it should it should just work why doesn't it work what right. the hell and it's that, like, no just bend it just that, bend it and it'll that, work that was the lesson i learned out of that was like 
oh yeah you can modify this to make it work like and that's a lot of building what building is it's problem solving when we were doing the chevelle when i had my broken arm and it was like one day before the birthday cruise and we hadn't started the car yet we did the ls swap with the supercharger on it everybody was over here zach was i think i was plug wires on that and uh the boots did not fit like they wouldn't the go club? over the wires. The boots wouldn't go over the wires. And oh, oh so um, yeah. They're like, well, it's fucked. We can't, we're, not, we're never going to get it running. Da, 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 da. And it's like, but no, we're, we're, we're too close. Like, we're too close. We're going to make it run. So I just chucked up a half inch drill or whatever it was, yeah. a little bit in the drill press. And I was just going up out. and down <laughs> with the rubber silicone boot and just wallowing it I feel it like out. I've seen you do that more than once. And I remember Brandon looks over here around the corner. He goes, ah oh, god he doesn't care about his fingers or he really doesn't care for his fingers that much and i was like it'll be fine and then it, it grabs and tears the shit out of the boot and rips it open and i'm like oh god luckily they gave us i think there was two extra ones in that pack for some reason so probably because that's the way they knew that you had drove it that that birthday cruise didn't you yeah like, I untuned nothing i think i and the supercharger snout wasn't sealed all the way so it sucked all of the grease out of the back bearings and it started howling like a stuck dog and <laughs> had to disconnect the belt and zip tie the air bypass open and drove it around like that the rest of the birthday cruise yeah i think i'd went to bed at 3 30 at night you're one of the woke only up, ones left that think that shit's still worth it <laughs> woke up at like fucking seven and 30 probably maybe didn't shower just fucking hadn't slept more than 15 probably maybe 20 hours all week i mean it was like three four o'clock every single night and then had to go to work and then after work heading in the garage and mm -hmm. just thrashing on it and i had a broken arm so my right arm was completely worthless and broken wrist and elbow was that did you fall off the ladder is that what happened yeah i was uh in here yeah far too intoxicated probably to be trying to go up to the up to the loft to shake some paint because i was going to prime the uh, firewall because i decided i wanted to shave the firewall you know before i do an ls swap and all that stuff and i'm really always super anal about setting the ladder up and making sure that it's you know all four feet are on the ground mm -hmm. well you know it's midnight one o'clock and i'm just like ah fucking i'm gonna go up there and shake this real quick and squirt primer on it before i go to bed ladder walks i'm like you know, four or five steps up, ladder walks out from underneath me. I'm going backwards. I'm I'm that, done. That and was so the one you didn't I turn and try to jump off the ladder while well, ladder shoots out from underneath me and I just fall directly on my, my palms <laughs> and my forehead just barely hits the ground. I remember you were in some kind of sling or cast for like months and you refused to see a doctor because of how expensive it was gonna be. Uh that's I mean, no, I did go see uh, actually, that was the day that Aaron interviewed to start working for me. It was Saturday morning. Oh, really? And he's he's like, his, okay, he stuck his carry hand all my out stuff to, now <laughs> to shake my hand, and I said, oh, I think I'm pretty sure I broke my arm last night. It and was like your elbow or something, wasn't it? It was yeah, it was my radial head, radio head, as I like to call it, mm -hmm, and my mm -hmm. scaphoid, skankfloid. Just say okay, computer. It was yeah. your radio head and okay, computer. Yeah, my skankfloid and uh, radio head were broken both wrist and elbow and uh i went down to uh i don't know whatever lint care one of those places yeah good doctors yeah great doctors <laughs> and they 
sat there forever, had to fill out, pay whatever, got the x-rays. The doctor comes in and he goes, well, uh, according to the x-rays, that everything looks fine. I don't see anything broken. Uh, probably what happened was your bones bent a little bit. <laughs> he and, said that. And it probably just That's... pulled it just pulled the ligaments and the muscles apart. It'll start feeling better shortly. And I'm like, awesome. Okay, cool. Didn't know that was an option. Didn't know I could bend <laughs> yeah, my bones. Yeah, so, uh, Brandy, I bent... My elbow bone a Bent little it, bit. Just a little bit. So when and, I was crawling uh, into bed going, ah, fuck, <laughs> crying. Uh, and then that that evening, Kim showed up over here. Um, oh, yeah, because she's, she's an nurse, x-ray tech. Right? She's an x-ray tech. And she goes, and she's apparently. Did you have your x-rays? Did they give them to you? Yeah, I had them on a CD or a flash drive or something. But uh, she goes. Because apparently this is really common when men fall. They, they break those two things or whatever. Oh, really? And so there's a test where you like she puts her hand out like that. And she goes, squeeze my palm. And I squeeze and I was like, I, I it's feeling better than it did this morning. And she's like, you fucking broke your skank, Floyd. <laughs> uh, she goes, you have no thumb pressure. That's, you know, that's whatever. And she's like, that's a bad bone. It takes forever to heal. And if you don't get it fixed, you have no ability to like, push with your thumb and i was like oh boy okay so she goes let's go look at these x-rays and she pulls them up and she's like looking at him she's like these are the shittiest x-rays i've ever seen dude isn't that and a testament finally, to like the service you receive at places like all you get what you pay care. for I guess. yeah it's dude cheap, and it is it's it's a third of the price and you even get with a doctors third of the x-rays but uh she goes no there definitely there's a fracture there and she could see it on the x-ray and they were shitty x-rays. And so then I went to what, Nebraska orthopedic or whatever. And yeah. Got the real stuff. And the doctor's like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and put, uh, we can do surgery or we can uh, just put you in a cast and we'll have to take another x-ray in a couple weeks to make sure it's growing back together or six weeks or whatever. Cause it was like 12 weeks. I think it was a long time. It was like, yeah, yeah, it, I remember. It might, have been, it might have been sixteen weeks. I don't, it was like four months that you had to be in a cast, and you were working with yeah. a cast on, and like it was not just like a I hard got, cast. It was like a sling, wasn't it? Uh, I started out with that thing, like the the splint. They gave me a splint, but then I ended up getting a cast that came up here. No, they couldn't do anything with the elbow. The elbow just grows back normal, but the wrist is what they were worried about. And uh, yeah, they. They go well if it starts if it starts sticking and growing back together then you're good with the cast otherwise surgery. Uh, we're gonna have to have surgery and I was like well the six hundred dollars sounds a lot better than the twenty five hundred dollars so let's go with the cast okay well we're gonna put a cast on and we're gonna have you come back every three weeks and get another cast and all you're seeing is like ching 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 I'm like well what's why do I need to get another cast he's like well normally they start stinking and I was like. Yeah. That's oh that's god, dude! That was, that was the thing. That's not a oh reason. Oh my god, you wouldn't change the cast. I didn't change the cast. Why? <laughs> they so... cut it off, and I had this oh fucking nasty, like yellow, oh, dead. Skin I remember slugs. Brandy being actually visibly upset because your cast smelt so bad. It was. I forgot bad. about it that. It wasn't. It was not that bad. I think it was, were, uh, dude. Uh, well, I think like it yeah. was not that bad. Fuck you guys. I'm not. I'm not. Zach, <laughs> Zach used to say, because when we went on the fishing trip and I had the cast, yeah, that's what it was. They wanted me to change the cast out 
literally the day before we left to go on the fishing trip. And I said for the second cast, and I go, no, I am not going to get a brand new cast and then go on a fishing yeah. trip and get fish slime and guts all over. That's going to smell like hell. Not going to do it. I'll just ride it out. Well, then it was another week gone. And it was another week gone. I was like, well, I got to have this thing for another four weeks. It's like, fuck it. Let's ride it out. Let's save the $180 or 300 bucks or whatever it was to get a cast. I was like, just ride it. They cut it off. Uh, <laughs> they cut it off. <laughs> Four weeks early. Imagine I all think. the stuff that gets absorbed into that cast, like sweat and oh, dude, it was sawdust. It was for nasty. You. There was like yellow chunks of like nastiness. Oh, it was and it when she <laughs> popped it open. It, it was whoo. It was weird. I wonder if I don't have any pictures of that because I think it they wiped like, it down. That's like taking like a couple month old sock that you've been wearing for you know. It had nothing to do with the jack rag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yep, yep. I remember those days. The jack rags or the no, your cat, your cast. cast. Yeah, I. It took me thirty-three years to break a bone, so I figured I'd break two of them. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I figure I'm good now till like ninety-nine. But yeah, broke the arm because of uh, the Chevelle, and we still made the birthday cruise. Still made it. Like I said, you're like one of the only ones left that'll pull those like all nighters for a goal. Yeah, I was really pissed that uh, two years ago was it two years ago or three years ago when Derek the Monty was like almost there and he's like, meh, just not gonna do it. I'm like, come on, dude, do it. Yeah. But he had he was doing everything so meticulous. He's... He wasn't hacking any of that stuff together. Not saying <clears throat> I was hacking stuff together, but you do start throwing things together and skipping and taking shortcuts. So I can't really give him a lot of shit, but I was like, come on, man, we can do it. I yeah. even took an afternoon off to go help him get it started. And it was like, when he said, yeah, it's just not going to happen. I was like, oh, why we, we were so close. I like that. I like the hard deadline. That's the only way I get to anything done is no, to have I mean, that. That's how you should set goals. I mean, give yourself a, a reason. Car shows, birthday cruise, uh, if it's an arbitrary one, just like, oh, I want to have it started by Tuesday, they don't... It doesn't work as they well. They don't stick as You're well. like, yeah, but I can... I did I did set a stupid goal for the Prelude to paint the body last year, about a year ago, um, in seven days. And then I spent fucking four days in the engine bay trying to get that ready to go. And I ended up painting it Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve Eve, and I got done at like 4.40 in the morning and then had to wake up and go to Christmas at my parents' house. <clears throat> but uh, I missed it by four days, and all, every single day I spent in the engine bay trying to get the engine bay straight. It was not close. But yeah, that was because... But I was out here for... You at least, yeah, you have that thing. You got something done. You got something accomplished. Well, the Impala's been the same way. I mean... The... The downside to it is you have a lot of loose ends. By the time by the time you reach your goal, it's like I'll have to go back and you know finish the interior. Yeah, the wiring needs to be buttoned up a little bit, but it yeah. starts, and then you drive it but for ten years without the wiring buttoned up. You get yeah, you get to that point where it pays off. You get more done in a week than you would have gotten <clears throat> done in a year without having that unrealistic deadline. Yeah, and like when I bought the Impala from Derek, he was like, 
well, I'll make you a deal. If you, you know, if you want to buy it from me, I will help you do the, you know, do the underbody work. Did you put full pans, floor pans in that? Floor pans. And then there was just a bunch of like, I don't know if they were jumping this thing or what, but like a lot of the, the floor pans were dented and then there's some other rust pots and rust spots in the, in the, I don't know, the um, rocker. No, it was kind of the support bracing that goes mm. under there. A lot of that was rusted out and it's all that little tedious work that adds forever to your timeline. But, um, yeah, when you think about, or, you know, I got lists up there mm-hmm. that, you know, like, okay, this is what I have to get done. And actually having a, a paper list and you can go and cross stuff off helps yeah. a lot too. But you're like, oh, okay, cool. And you can kind of put like, it, oh, this will take an hour. This will take two hours. This is mm-hmm. going to be one night. This will be the next night. And then you start doing it and you're like, motherfucker, this thing was supposed to take one night or one, one hour took all night. And then you broke something in the process of doing it, like a bolt broke off in a head or something. And you're like, now you're yeah. backwards three steps. That's the, the that's, stuff you don't anticipate. And it just takes a lot longer than you think it should. That's where the, the problem solving comes in and, uh, and decision-making you're like, well, do I make a tool or wait for one? That's like, that is shitty when you got to wait for something. Yeah, that that's, sucks. That sucks. I actually I hate having to run to O'Reilly's because it feels like it's going to take forever. Like and it's going to be expensive. Yeah, like when you <laughs> when you get like when you're like say you melt a spark plug wire when you're trying to fire first fire an engine or something and you're mm-hmm. like I don't have any spark plug wires and I got to run to O'Reilly's for it. And then you go to O'Reilly's and you know you're going to get the guy that likes that's like what's the year make model no no sir just give me eight millimeter msd plug wires uh, i'm sorry sir we only sell 8.5 millimeter <laughs> we have the seven nines yeah. or the 8.5 yeah and then and yeah, i don't know i like to fuck with them when they do that i'm like they're like uh yeah what's the wh- what's this going on i was like well it's technically going on a 1978 bobcat but not like the car bobcat i'm talking about you know the skid steer bobcat <laughs> you know i had a 5 minute conversation with one of the o'reilly's guys about the importance of shimming your starter because i bought a shim kit you know a universal shim kit for a small block i have never starter. shimmed one starter ever it depends once on in my life the brand of flywheel or flex plate that you buy. That's what that's that's something that'll help. Don't buy the off brand stuff. I've never shimmed one. I've never had an issue. My starters always work. Fuck. Good thing you built this table. Out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, um we've been at it now for a little bit. All right, guys, uh, that's going to be a wrap for the uh, JRL Digital Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to Spike or Jason Lubkin or what else do you go by? What are your aliases? Little Spoon sometimes. I don't know. No, Big Spoon. Dang it. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for watching. We're going to catch you on the next one. And, uh, hey, don't forget to... Uh, subscribe like, share, and subscribe like share and subscribe and leave a comment down below oh yeah and go check out ftpspeedshop.com <laughs>
Why are you, why is it the koozies that you're trying to market the most? Like, <laughs> those are like, what is your margin on that? 25 cents? Yeah, this is, you know, $3. They cost two seventy five dollars a May. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm advertising for Havelock Hot Rods today on oh, this shoot, one. Oh, son. sorry. It's, it's this side. Sorry. Um, but yeah. All right. We'll catch you on the next one.